Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast. My name is Yuri Mello. I will be your host as I guide you through the most valuable and relevant emotional and psychological ideas. Ideas that will transform your perspective and enhance your personal life and relationships. Let's do this. This is episode number 30. Welcome. Hello, you extraordinary human. It is so good to be here with you. I'm glad that you're here. And today, this challenge is all about quotes. It's all about finding our favorite quotes. It's all about surrounding ourselves with the things that motivate us, that connect us with the truth, and that challenge us, and that even can promote some incredible and intrinsic searches, because I find that that is like one of the purposes of life, right? It is to seek, it is to knock, it is to open, which, by the way, is one of my favorite quotes. But anyways, um, I absolutely love quotes. I remember when I first really got into them, uh, I, I think that there was one, and I and I talk about it in... in uh, uh, I mean, you're probably reading it now, like one of my very favorite quotes by Henry David Thoreau. I first watched, I first heard that when I was seeing the movie Dead Poets Society, and I just loved you. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, but if you haven't, go look at it. If it's been too long, maybe watch it again. I just love that performance by Robin Williams. I felt it was so inspiring. Like he was such an inspiring such a liberating type of character. I just loved him. He just literally encouraged and brought something out of those boys that was really phenomenal. And honestly, it brought something out in me. And that quote, that some of those quotes have stayed with me from the moment that he delivered them in that show. And I think one of the reasons, I, as I thought about this and as I was preparing for this specific podcast, I've, not only did I think about all the quotes that I've just loved throughout the years, that have moved me throughout the years, that have challenged me throughout the years, and I thought, geez, what, what is it about quotes that I really love? And I think that there are maybe three or four main reasons for why I really love quotes. Number one, I find that I love them because I feel like they connect with me, meaning they confirm something that I already believe. This is that kind of resonating feel or that echoing sensation that we feel when we read something, but that's not the only reason. I feel like a really good quote isn't just about resonating with me, isn't just about echoing something that I believe, but I feel like the ultimate challenge for a quote is to speak truth, right? A quote in some sort of powerful and succinct way communicates something that is real, something that is profound, and sometimes even more importantly, a quote challenges us. It it shifts something that perhaps is incorrect within us and points us towards something that is more accurate, that is more real, that is more true, truth with a capital T type of truth, right? And then sometimes some quotes are just encouraging, meaning they move us, they inspire us, 
they kind of do something emotional within us that helps us to move towards something that we believe is valuable. And so in addition to the quotes that, I've, that I'm going to share with you for the next six days, for the next seven days, which are some of my very favorite, I have some other ones that are my favorites as well. So I just have a bunch of them. So the ones that I'm mentioning in you know the, the six days, the six following days are some of my very favorite, but I have some additional ones. And I'm so happy for this podcast because I, I had a chance to just like look over my history, look over some of my notes, look over some of the things that I've written inside uh, my journals or even inside some of my... Uh, I have some scriptures that I keep some notes written in there, or I have some notes on my phone, which will actually be one of my challenges to you uh, that I'll talk about at the end of our of, of our little podcast here. But let me begin with three of my favorite quotes um, that I felt really resonated with some of the things that I believed in. One of the first quotes that I listened, that I heard, is this is such a famous one, and I'm sure that you've heard of it, but it's Gandhi's quote where he just says, you must be the change you wish to see in the world. And I love that quote, and I have a few other quotes that I'll quote a little bit later that are connected to that, but I just love the focus. Uh, And that's actually really similar to Mother Teresa's quote, and I'll talk about these in just a moment. But Mother Teresa's quote it's really a poem, uh, and, and I'll have to read this one. I don't have this one fully memorized, but I'll just read it to you and see if it doesn't connect with you, and more importantly, see if it doesn't represent some larger truth that we must align ourselves with, because that's really what truth is. Truth is is not subjective. It's subjective, and it's something that once we recognize it would be silly for us to not align ourselves with. So here's her poem. She says, People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you're honest, And frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. When you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, people may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world the best you've got anyway. You see, in the final analysis, it is between you and your God. It was never between you and them anyway. I'll tell you why I like this one in Gandhi's quote. I like it because ultimately in our life, in your life, the things that you believe the doctrine that you stick to, the truth that you discover must be independent of any response. It must be independent of whether something is reciprocated or not. 
you must believe it for yourself so that when you do it, it's not conditional upon response. It's not conditional upon whether somebody likes it or not. It's not conditional upon whether this will work or succeed or not. We do something because we believe in that something. And we believe it beyond of circumstance and beyond response. And that is not an easy way to live, but it is a truer way to live. And so that's the reason why I love those two quotes. Another quote that I, and this one is actually one of my own, but I love this quote because it resonated with me, especially as I've met with people over the years. This quote is simple. It just says, I'm happy until I'm not. This one was important to me because I think sometimes we have this fascination, if not an obsession, with being and feeling happy, as if happiness is the only emotion that matters, as if happiness is the only emotion in the market, as if happiness is the only emotion that speaks to us and says, hey, you're doing good. And what this quote is about is recognizing that happiness is fine, it's good, it's perhaps my favorite, because it's easy. But until I'm not communicates to me and to my clients, those, of the, those who sometimes don't feel happy, I guess a feeling of being okay, like I'm not feeling happy right now, and that's all right as well. It doesn't mean that I have to be ashamed or embarrassed or that I'm doing something wrong. It communicates to me that happiness is wonderful, but so are the other 99 emotions right, that we travel through, that we experience, and that we can find meaning in some of those other feelings as well. And so my quote is, I'm happy until I'm not happy. And then I'm happy again until I'm not, right? And so that's just a simple understanding. It's basically an allowance, right, that we don't have to feel happy all the time. And when we don't feel happy, that's fine. Like we can draw meaning, we can draw wisdom, we can draw intelligence from those other experiences as well, even when we're not feeling happy. So anyways, another one that I absolutely love, oh my gosh, this one is just going to blow you away. I remember reading this um, when I read C.S. Lewis's The Great Divorce, I just absolutely love his satire. It's so fascinating. This story is all about, it, it's all about these individuals who live in hell, right? And every, I don't know how often, but this bus, right, comes down from heaven and picks up some travelers and takes them up to heaven, right? They pick them up from hell and take them up to heaven. And the whole book is about however many characters. I don't remember how many there are, maybe five, six, ten, whatever. But the whole book is about these people in heaven trying to convince the folk that live in hell to come and be in heaven, right? And so the whole book is about these heavenly beings, right? These divine creatures trying to get these miserable people to stay. Like, this is heaven. There's like real like incredible joy here. Stay here, right? And of course, the story is about how these people in hell refuse to let go of hell. Like, they don't want to go to heaven because 
they love to stick to kind of their own thinking, errors, own victimized whatever place, and, and they refuse to go. They refuse to stay, and they can't wait to get out of heaven to go back to hell, right? <laughs> it's just awesome. If you have a chance, it, it's, it just says so much about human nature sometimes that it's really, really valuable, not only if, of course, if you're spiritually minded, there are just some awesome gems, one of which I will quote in just a moment, but really if you're a student of human nature, uh, and, and the ridiculous and scandalous stuff that we do and think sometimes. You'll absolutely love this book. I highly recommend it. There's a few others of his that I really like. But here is one of the quotes that I just love that immediately like connected with me. It says, There are only two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, Thy will be done. And those to whom God says, thy will be done. All that are in hell, choose it. Without that self-choice, there could be no hell. No soul that seriously and constantly desires joy will ever miss it. Those who seek, find. Those who knock, it is opened. I think to me what this really speaks to, and it's something that I've that I've believed for a long time, right, is that ultimately we choose, speaking on a spiritual basis, ultimately we choose where we end up, right? It's less about God placing us somewhere where we don't want to be, and it's ultimately God placing us somewhere that we are choosing to be in life, right, away from this kind of metaphysical and spiritual perspective, I believe that the same is true, there it, that there is this great choosing. And this whole discussion about choice is, is a larger discussion because ultimately I believe that we are agents unto ourselves, right, that we ultimately choose, but, and there is a big but here, I know that sounded really odd, but there is. And that is this, is that the wiser we become, the more experienced we become, the more we search, the more intelligent we become in life, the better able we are to choose. So even though choice is a natural phenomena within us, that our ability to choose becomes better over time as we become more and more educated and experienced. And so a young child, even though they can choose, their ability to choose is hampered by their ability to know. And so, but anyways, that's maybe a discussion for something else, but I love that quote and I hope that that connected with you and perhaps challenged you, and perhaps communicated some deeper truth. Here's another one that I absolutely love by Hafiz. Uh, it is, the words you speak become the house you live in. Does that just like punch you in the gut or take your breath away a little bit? I hope it does, but listen to it. The words we speak matter. They matter. Our narrative, the story we tell ourselves constantly matters. And so the words you speak become the house you live in. Oh man, that is just powerful. Here's another one. 
There are those who give with joy, and that joy is their reward, and that's by Khalil Gibran. I love that one. He's kind of a philosopher that I enjoy reading or that I enjoy um, uh, listening to. There's some really cool episodes about him or podcasts about him. So I'll say that one again. There are those who give with joy, and that joy is their reward. What is being spoken there? What is being spoken there is a higher way of living, right? In that the joy is in the giving, right? That is That it is an honor to give. And that is our reward instead of, I think, basically in kind of an inferior psychology is, is that we're always, we're giving with our right, right, and expecting with our left, which also speaks to another one of my favorites, right, of Christ's, one of Christ's quote where he says, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. Those things, I believe, point us to a larger truth, to a larger and better way of being and living, which disconnects us from the reward, right? It disconnects us from what's in it for me, and it connects us with what is the best way to be. And so another one of my favorite quotes is by Marianne Williamson. Uh, I've, I've shared this one with you, and once again, this one is a challenge. Uh, I, I think it's, it's such a paradigm shift that uh, I'm not even 100% sure if it's totally true, but I like the concept. I like the idea. It challenges my concept. It says, it is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And you may even think, like, is that true? Is it really our light? Is it really my light that most frightens me? And I'm not sure if that's true or not, but but I like it. So I'll start again. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous. Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Anyways, I love that quote. I, I love lots of parts in that quote. I wonder which part touched you the very most. And I, I apologize I apologize about the voice theatrics here. I actually just really like that quote. It's kind of moving. Anyways, I, I would I, I hope that some of those words connected with you. I hope that some of those words moved you. More importantly, I hope that they inspire and Move you to do something. Move you to do something different. Another one that I absolutely love 
uh, that challenges me. This is one of those quotes uh, that challenges me and that turns me inside, like that that turns me in and challenges my perception a little bit. This one is actually in Matthew uh, chapter 16. Uh, let me see if I can find it here really quick. In Matthew chapter 16, it, it, this is actually the great Christian paradox, right? It says, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, right? There's the paradox, right? And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? There's that piercing comment, right? Is what is it that we will sell that is of lesser value for our own soul, right? Man, I just, some of those things are just, I mean, they're they're just like a missile that's aimed at our brain, that's aimed at our mind, that's aimed at our heart, and that beg to be considered, that beg to be pondered, that beg to be looked at. And I hope that that's what that kind of inspired you. Another one that is just so absolutely simple, right, is seize the day, carpe diem, right? It's so small, it's so simple, but perhaps it just communicates a simple thing, which is go and seize the day. Take control of the day. Like do things that are meaningful. Be awake during the day. Be conscious. Be moving in a direction that is yours and not somebody else's, right? And so with that and so many million others, and I I would actually love for you to send me some of your favorite ones. Text them to me. Um, but for me, I have a challenge for you right now. This is my project for you. I don't know if you like quotes or not. I don't know if this is something that you particularly like or not. But I want you to begin a project. And this project is, its I don't know what you want to call it, whether it's quotes to live by or quotes to memorize or what I believe or things that I treasure or little word gems or sentence gems or poems that I want to memorize, whatever it is. But I want you to begin this project on your phone, on your phone notes. The, 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 the little tool that I use is Google Keep because I love to have things on the cloud. Uh, and this is just one of those little simple Google applications that allows me to keep these little notes. I just like the way that they're organized. I think Evernote is another one. But I think if you have an iPhone, I mean, you have a, a natural uh, like notes that comes with it. But there's a million apps that you can use. I just give you some of the ones that I like. But whatever it is, I want you to begin this collection this collect this collection of quotes that you live by that are true to you that challenge you that inspire you that encourage you and that at any point you can click on your phone and you can access and perhaps you can even take it as a challenge and memorize some of these put them into your memory store them in there and begin to garnish your thoughts with the words of life and nourish your own growth. Anyways, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that this served as a way to inspire you. I hope that this challenged you. I hope that this inspired you to grow. And I hope that you will take on this project, that you will begin 
to pay attention and to put down somewhere words that motivate you, words that move you in a deep and powerful way. Anyways, you wonderful person, I hope you have a terrific week. I hope you enjoy the quotes that I have there for you. But more importantly, I hope they inspire you to move forward, onward, and upward, right? To rise up, wise up, and to look up, right? Anyways, you're great, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.